0: appreciate an introduction where you have to explain why I'm here. It's weird that this guy is talking to you tonight. Um, well, like, like Ryan said, I've been on staff for a long time working with young people and not really on the topic, but can you imagine growing up today? Like that is awful. The world is a terrible place. And uh, especially like these last 10 years. Um, it's just—it's really tough growing up here, and I'm—I'm um, I'm excited to be here tonight because uh, you're going to hear my heart for this. But uh, the kids that I love and care about and have, as Ryan said, devoted my life to—I uh, really think, um, after a personal relationship with God uh, through Jesus Christ and a life uh, devoted to trusting and following Him. Uh, the second most important thing and the thing that uh, I think has the greatest chance to get them there is not our awesome events or our great volunteers or how you know funny our ministers and our staff are to be able to keep their attention, uh, but it is the testimony uh, of their parents and specifically the way their parents uh, love and serve one another. So the fact that you guys are here, whether or not you uh, don't have children uh, yet and you may someday, or whether you have children in your home right now or your, your children have grown and, and left the house, um, you have an influence on the next generation. And what you're doing in these weeks and months that you're here uh, is going to have an impact on the next generation. So I want to strengthen and encourage you in that direction. So that's why I'm here tonight. So um, having been here so long, uh, 18 years almost in May, um, I have gotten the chance to see, to meet these kids in... You know, sixth grade, spend a lot of time with them till they graduate high school, and then see several classes go through college and then come back to Dallas. And uh, wise parents who are wanting to have an impact on their kids and they want their kids to be healthy adults in this crazy, messed up world, um, they will ask me this question. They'll say, All right, in your experience watching these kids grow up, leave, come back the ones that end up okay the ones that are healthy contributing members of society the ones that make the decision to uh get in a community group and invest in the mission at this church they're back and they're adults and they're they're faithful members uh all right you you look at those kids what do they all have in common because i want to make sure my kids get that And so as I've gotten that question, uh, I've given a couple different answers early on, just off the cuff, but it's really been a question as I've had children of my own. uh, and now have three, age 12, 10, and 7. Over the last 12 years, I've really given a lot of thought to that question. Um, And so I want to share with you tonight how I answer that question with just one thing and then three things you can do to fulfill that one thing. So the question is, what do the healthiest Watermark graduates have in common? And in response, I don't overwhelm you or or anyone who asks that now with a hundred things you have to do. But just one thing that I believe makes all the difference. And so here's what it is. As a minister to students, the single, we'll put it up on the screen, the single most powerful predictor of healthy kids, I believe, is at least one parent who is being personally transformed by God. So again, I want to acknowledge some of you are not parents or you feel like your parenting job is done. And, and I just want you to, if you're not a parent yet, I want you to lock this away with hope for the next generation and remember it. And, and I want you to, if you're an empty nester and you think your parenting job is done, just take a second and honestly admit that your relationship with your parents still has an impact on your life today. And you are still having an impact in your job is not done and so uh the most powerful predictor of healthy kids i did not answer it i'm putting my employment in jeopardy i don't answer it they go to small group every week they do all of our retreats and our trips and that makes all the difference when i really thought about it and i looked back at the pattern and i even talked to some of these kids that are now adults hey what made all the difference it was the testimony and evidence of God working that they saw not every week when they were with me and my volunteers. They saw every single day, every morning, every evening, every vacation in their home, in their family. Hebrews thirteen seven says, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. And then the second half of that verse says, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. And if you believe it or not, kids watch And follow the example of their parents. They look for an outcome of a way of life that they will imitate. They don't just hear the words and the teaching that people give them, but they watch to see what words prove true. And they imitate that faith. And so if you're like me, and if you even believe a little bit that this could be true, that your example will have an impact on your children and on the next generation... Uh, I I think about that and I think, well, I want to be a person who is being personally transformed by God. If that is going to be the thing that's going to give hope to my children and help them navigate this world, I want to be that example for them. So here's what I want to do with the rest of our time together quickly is just give you three characteristics of a parent who's being personally transformed by God, which really turn into three things you can do. And so the first characteristic of a a parent who's Being personally transformed by God is a humble authenticity about their own need for transformation. A humble authenticity about their need for transformation. And let me encourage you just by getting in your car and driving here tonight, you have demonstrated to the next generation that you need something outside of yourself for help. You are being humble. And you are being somewhat open. Even if your children do not know the whole reason why you are here, they know that you are not perfect and you need something. You see two scriptures here on the screen, 1 John 1, 7-9 and Romans three twenty three, 23, which essentially call us to live open, transparent, authentic, vulnerable lives. If we walk in the light, no part of us in darkness, as God is in the light, we'll have fellowship with one another. And doesn't every parent want to have fellowship with their children? And I truly believe that the path to fellowship and a healthy relationship between parents and kids is authenticity on the part of the parent. Being real with their kids about what's going on in their life. And as you walk in the light, Jesus, God's son, purifies us from all sin. And if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth, there we go, is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. But if we claim we have not sinned, which is the temptation to do as parents is to represent ourselves as perfect and sinless because we don't want our kids to think we make mistakes. If we claim to do that, we make God out to be a liar and his word is not in us. Romans three twenty three says it more concisely. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so uh, what, what I want to Challenge you with is this. I really believe your kids need you to live in the light and they need to know that you have sinned and that you continue to struggle. They need to know that you repent when you recognize the error of your ways and that you have sinned. You're turning and walking the other way. They need to know that you found a way to be forgiven. You know why they need to know that? Because they are gonna sin. They are going to struggle. They are going to need to repent. They are going to need to learn that there's a path to redemption and forgiveness for them. And you can lead them down that path by your example. And as you do that, authenticity will bridge the gap between you and your children. It will allow them to see you as someone who's relatable and connect with you in a real way when they understand That you need God as much as they do. So your honesty about your brokenness makes you as the parents seem less threatening, less condemning to your children. And it opens a line of communication that maybe has not been there for a long time. And it allows us to share and delight in the goodness of God when we come together on the even ground at the foot of the cross in need of God of a savior, Jesus. And so here's a question I want you to take away with you from this point is this, have you shared with your kid or kids in an age appropriate manner, specific ways that sin has broken your life and exposed your need for redemption and healing? I think that would be a really uh, healthy question for everybody to wrestle with. And uh, just think about, man, how do I share with my kids what's gone on in my life, what's going on in my life, uh, maybe even why I'm going to re-engage. Um, so something to think about and discuss with your groups. The second characteristic of a person's life who's being personally transformed by God is an obvious devotion to an and understand, uh, to understanding and obeying the word of God. Okay, Psalm 119, verse 9 and 105 says, hey, how can a young person stay pure? I think all of us who have kids or when you have kids, you're going to want your kid to stay pure in a very impure world. You want your kids to stay pure. So how do they do that? By obeying your word. Because God's word will be a lamp to their feet and a light for their path. But remember what I said earlier. Kids are following your example. And so is your life staying pure by living it according to God's word? Do you have a devotion to understanding and obeying the word of God. The scriptures say this, that the whole Bible, all scripture, is inspired by God. This book that we have is a gift from God. It's useful to teach us what is true, to make us realize what is wrong in our lives, and it corrects us when we're wrong, it teaches us to do what is right, and God will use it to prepare and equip you to do every good work. So if you want your kids to stay pure to find the right path for their life, to understand when they go wrong, to be equipped to do good, God's word is the key. And they will not read. Listen to me. I promise you. I tell them over and over again. They will not read and apply God's word if they don't see at least one parent reading and applying God's word. I remember, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I would get up in the morning and... Uh, my mom would sometimes give give me like breakfast bars. You remember Carnation breakfast bars? It was like candy for breakfast. Couldn't have been healthy. Lots of gluten, I'm sure. And uh, I, I would eat these breakfast bars, and I'd sit at the table, and my mom would read me these like K. Arthur devotionals, and I hated it. It was kind of like annoying, and I didn't get it, and I was tired, you know, whatever. But here's the impression I left with after years and years of my mom reading me K. Arthur devotionals, which seemed like, isn't that for ladies? Anyways, that's a different story. <laughs> um, I came away with the fact that my mom, she valued and she was influenced and impacted by God's word. And I remembered that when I left the house. And I didn't have anybody reading me devotionals anymore. And I had to make a choice whether or not I would devote myself to understanding and applying God's word. So now, having that memory of the example my mom set with my three young children, their alarm clock goes off and they stumble in to the kitchen and I have to go pick up my daughter because she just won't wake up and she's like a big sack of potatoes. I carry her in and plop her down in her chair and uh every morning we read join the journey so this morning on join the journey i was talking to my kids about christ's return and how he's going to destroy everything like sodom and gomorrah my kids eyes are as big as saucers but we're talking about the eternal kingdom of god and i just had the opportunity to show my kids i was up before you reading god's word and i love it so much i want to share it with you and so the question for you guys to walk out of here with uh and discuss is what is your personal time, place, and plan for spending time with God? And do your kids know what God is revealing to you through his word each day? Because if you want God to reveal himself to your kids and give them a path for their life, give them hope for their salvation and forgiveness and redemption and hope for their eternity, they're going to find that through God's word and they're not going to know to look there until they know that you're looking there. One more thing on this topic and we'll do the last one. Uh, I, I poll kids occasionally when I talk to high school kids and I'll ask them how, because I'm a parent, you know, I'm trying to learn. How have your parents influenced your faith? Every single time it revolves around God's word. They'll say things like, I just know every morning I get up and my dad's Bible is open at this one table or at this chair with this lamp. Or uh, every morning uh, my, uh, on my way to school, I'll get a text from my mom with the verse of the day. And she's sending me God's word, and like they're always talking about their parents as a family. We memorize this verse, but it's always around God's word. Thirdly, uh, what is a characteristic of someone whose life's being transformed by God? It's an uncompromising, an uncompromising commitment to prioritizing God's provisions. These things are gifts for you of community and service. Other people in your life. Walking with you through life and then the opportunity to serve and give your life to others. So the scriptures uh, tell us, and I'm not going to read the whole scriptures, but in Romans 12 and in 1 Peter 4, the scriptures tell us that we're designed to be one part of a body and, and to play a function and to belong to others and to have others who belong to us, to, to knit our lives just like you guys are doing in your groups as you're sharing authentically with one another what's going on in your life. You're growing closer and closer together. And that's God's intention for us, is that we would live life together in community. And then we would give the gifts that God has given us in service to others. That's God's plan for our life. And so uh, something a parent can do for their kids is to model these things for them. Because every parent wants their kids to have friends they can count on. You want so badly for your kid to have good friends. Do you have good friends? They're following your example. Do you want your kids to be the one the teacher, you know, at the parent-teacher conference says they're always encouraging others? They're a leader, and they lead out by serving and helping others. If you want your kids to serve others, to get involved in their church, you got to go first. My kids know that I take them to school on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But I do not take them to school on Tuesday. And if you were to ask them, why doesn't your dad take you to school on Tuesday? They're going to say, my dad is meeting with Clint and William and Russ, his community group. Because he belongs to the body of Christ. That's where he belongs at the church. And so when my 12-year-old just started sixth grade and we asked him, do you want to join a small group? No hesitation. Of course I want to join a small group. It's just what you do. Because it's what mom and dad do. And uh, if you were to ask my kids where I am tonight, they know where I am tonight. Where am I on Monday night? That's a regeneration. Let me tell you what that's all about. And so if I want my kids to serve others, I got to serve others. So here's your question. How do you fill in these blanks? How would your kids fill in these blanks? My parent is influenced by a blank group of people, and they're stationed on the battleship. We say church is a battleship. It's not a cruise ship. Everybody's got to have a place to serve. So your place of service in this world and in this church is blank. Can your kids answer those questions? So in summary, what are the healthiest kids at Watermark that have graduated and grown up have in common? The single most powerful predictor is at least one parent whose life is being personally transformed by God. And if you want to be that kind of parent, be humble and authentic about your own need for transformation. Be devoted to understanding and applying God's word. And have an uncompromising commitment to prioritizing God's provision Of community and service. I just want to close with one story. These are the words of a student at Watermark that uh, he wrote down as a testimony of what God was doing in his life, but they apply to you guys tonight. Here's what he said. We started going to Watermark in 2013, and then my parents' relationship was not really the best. They still stayed together, but they fought a lot, and they didn't really know how to resolve conflict at all. My dad, in particular, would end up yelling at me over things a lot, and our relationship was pretty bad. I did not feel comfortable coming to my parents to talk about anything serious at all, so I just kept most things to myself. And when there would be family discussions, I stayed quiet. Pretty soon after, we started going to Watermark. My mom tried to get my dad to do reengage, but he did not want to for a variety of reasons. But long story short, that ended up in multiple fights that were very audible to my sister and myself. Somehow, after the last fight, my dad gave in and agreed to do reengage with my mom. I'm not sure about the timing, uh, when their relationship started to improve, but after they started re I noticed my parents would not fight as much. And I saw my dad overlooking the things he typically got very angry about. Their relationship wasn't perfect, but I saw improvement. And my relationship with my dad simultaneously improved as well. Another thing that improved was my parents' relationship with one another, uh, or another thing that helped improve my parents' relationship with one another was a recovery ministry uh, called Regeneration. It meets here at Watermark on Monday nights. My mom started Regen and finished uh, in February when he was writing this. And meanwhile, my dad was convinced to do it as well. He's almost halfway through with regeneration, and the entire family has seen massive improvements in our relationships with each other because of that. My parents can actually go through conflict peacefully and not yell at each other every time now. And I noticed that they're more friendly towards one another, and now they've joined a community group. Now listen to this. This is the kicker. My faith was pretty weak before any of this happened. But when my parents' relationship started to improve, listen, I realized that only God could have made a good relationship out of the previous relationship that my parents had. And my faith has definitely grown as a result of that. I am inclined to believe that God can change me after seeing my parents completely change. God can do whatever he wants which includes changing me. And I now feel more inspired to seek God because of what he did with my parents. I felt and still feel like if he wants to change my life and my family's lives positively, then I should be seeking him diligently. So that is the testimony that you are living out before your children or the story that you are going to have to tell your future children. And I'm so glad that you are here and I wanna encourage you to continue. So can I pray for you and then a few announcements and we're moving on. Well, Lord, I pray that we would all be people whose lives are continually being transformed by you. That we wouldn't just try to figure out who you are if you're there and how to stay on your good side and go on living our lives, but that we would continually seek you and strive to yield our lives to you so that we can be remade by you into the image you created us to be that would represent you and be glorious to you, to everyone who sees us, but especially to the children whose lives you've given us to steward or will give us to steward someday. So Lord, I pray for this room, that you give them courage, you give them wisdom, you give them your spirit, that you give them your word and your people uh, to sharpen their lives, strengthen their marriages, specifically tonight as I talked about so that they could be a glorious testimony to their children and that the future of the church would be strong because of the work that these people are doing and re-engage. In Jesus' name, amen. All right.